Hello, Tennis Nerds. I'm here with a returning guest. He's also returned to the tour and won <laughs> his uh, future title. And now the first one after returning and doing really well. Nice to see him again. My Tennis HQ Carousel. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? It's good to be back. We always have good chats here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Morning chats with coffee and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's for you, it's morning. It's, uh, nice. it's a safe yeah, space. <laughs> it is a safe space. I love it. Yeah. So you you have rain over there, you you just told me before we got on. So uh, how frustrating is that for a pro player not to be able to practice? Uh, it's a bit frustrating. You know, again, I've been, I think, doing a lot more focus, I guess, on the physical work of things in the last, I'd say, two months that I'm not too worried about, like, not playing, like, you know, for, for you know, I'll pick up quick after that, but if you can maintain the fitness. So that's what I've been doing the last few days, just kind of going to the gym and, and, and keeping the, that routine going because, again, the tennis, you know, comes back. If anything, sometimes it takes like four days off and then, you know, it's all, it's all muscle memory and you're just hitting the ball well. And, and you know, if you're still, you know, in somewhat good shape, like you're, you're going to play well. So, um, yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit annoying, but, um, you know, it's a, it doesn't happen where I live. You know, we're always like fine weather-wise. So, uh, but we needed some rain and it's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. And it gives you time to focus on maybe fitness, which you have done. Like I've seen your posts on Instagram. You're working quite hard with a physical trainer and really getting ready. Have you noticed like, pretty strong improvements in your game when you really put extra attention on the fitness side. Yeah, I'm actually like working on a on a video about that right now. Um, so kind of going over, I'd say the last like two months of, you know, why, why we started this. Um, and, you know, what was, I think the goals and, and all that. And I think basically, you know, I, the fitness side of things has never been what I like in tennis. It's just you know, I, I like playing sports. Like if I'm not, if I'm not, even when I wasn't competing, um, I wasn't like just going to the gym person. I, I find that so incredibly boring. Um, so for me, um, you know, playing sports is, is always fun. You know, anything that like engages, you know, hand, hand eye coordination or body coordination, you have to kind of figure something out versus just maybe lifting or running. Um, so it's always been like, you know, sort of my Achilles heel, that part of it. Um, and then, so working with Andrew, he has this social media page, Andrew Maltijan, uh, fit for tennis is social media. And, and, you know, I reached out to him. I was like, look, I need someone that would keep me like doing this because I, I know I will like, I will, you know, do it, but like maybe half ass it a little bit and, and kid myself that it's helping and, and. And he kind of came in, you know, hot. We he was like, let's start it, like whatever it was, early December. He's like, next week I'm there, and we we just kind of started putting in the work. And you know, I I I tried this time to just go go at it like without questioning anything and just you know trusting what he's he's telling me to do and and you know allow the results to kind of like come to me versus like seeking it too much and and. You know, I think he designed like really cool workouts that allowed me to, you know, continue to come back, you know, every day and not, not be super like bored and all that stuff. And, and, you know, quickly, I think, I think the first like week and a half or two, I was like struggling a little bit, but then there was like a, a shift all of a sudden I was like, wait, I have like, you know, I just did fitness and I played like two and a half hours and 
I was like, I could, I could keep going there. You know, that was like a sort of like towards the end of December there. And I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm starting to like actually feel good here. Um, and it was kind of the first time I noticed that, that improvement. Um, and then, you know, going into the season playing, you know, I played a UTR event just to get a lot of matches in, uh, but also to feel like, Oh, am I, you know, now I'm going to play back to back to back six matches, all that stuff. How, how am I going to feel? Um, so that already like showed me that I was, I was like better, like feeling better physically. And then playing that 25 K and having a couple like difficult, difficult three setters and going back to back and still winning the tournament. Um, I was like, Oh, this is, this is for real. Like I'm, I can play a lot better tennis now that I'm just physically in a better place. So. Awesome. Now, do you notice yeah. the recovery being easier? Because I mean, you know, when you play a lot of matches in a row, I mean, you've been very successful in your return to the tour. So obviously yeah. that's going to put a little strain on the body. Do you notice like recovery times are better when you're more fit, you know, overall? Yes. That, that, I mean, those are the main things, right? It was like increasing, I'd say increasing like speed and, you know, agility on court um, and just overall strength. Uh, but recovery times, you know, I knew, you know, even from just playing like the few tournaments I played last year, um, you know, I, I almost like I feel, I feel like I just kind of, kind of managed myself into wins last year. You know what I mean? I got, you know, my game is good. I'm kind of older. I could pick my, my almost like pick my times to, to, you know, grind a lot more versus just sort of coast a little bit through the match if, if that it, it's allowed at the time. Um, but I know, like, you know, if you're going to go a full season, that's just not going to cut out. Like, last year, you know, even when I won a future and stuff, like, the matches were kind of fast because we are playing altitude, so it wasn't, like, too bad physically. And, and, you know, a lot of the other tournaments I played, you know, I was sleeping at home and, you know, it wasn't, like, very physically demanding. So uh, now, you know, having that first that first week of the year or first future of the year, um, being able to, I think I played the second round, I played the, the two seed and I, you know, I won three sets and I had to come back the following day and played and played another three set, th three setter. And at no point I was like, I'm, I'm kind of fading away physically here. So, um, that, that recovery part, plus like, you know, taking the right supplements and, or trying to like do that part as well, um, has, has been like actually, um, you know, for the first time, I think I'm really noticing those, those that progress that it, it gives you a lot of confidence to, to, to feel physically like good, you know, I'm not saying I'm, you know, nowhere near, I think a guy like, you know, in the top hundred yet, but, but it is a step in the right direction. And you're like, oh, like I can, you know, I can get the balls a little faster. I could be more aggressive more often in, in shots that maybe I wasn't before. I can, I can dig that one ball. I that one extra two or three balls to keep the pressure on. And I think that that creates pressure throughout the match. Um, and, and I mean, now I'm enjoying that, that, that I'm like, Oh, I can physically just like stay with this guys. Even if I'm older, I can, I can, I can we can, we can do this all day. And, and if we're doing this all day, I like my chances because of the way I play. Do you feel like your um, kind of maturity compared to some players that you face now on the tour? Since you took a break from professional tennis and now you're back, do you feel like the maturity is helping you a lot uh, in terms of matches, in terms of feeling what is the right approach for my tennis now, like going more for the fitness, eating perhaps better, doing the supplements, doing all that more professional stuff, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, I mean, there's, I, <laughs> I'm the old guy now in a lot of the events, you know what I mean? I'm going there. I'm like, man, I, literally everyone here is younger than me, aside from maybe one or two guys. 
Um, and I, I think there's just like a level of like, yeah, you're you're a little more, bit more mature and 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 maybe have a bit more confidence in what you do. And I mean, that's still something that you you sort of like every week have to remind yourself that what you're doing is it, it works. You know what I mean? You don't have to like week to week, you know, make crazy changes because unfortunately, you know, there's, there's a lot of condition changes on the tour and, and there, there are weeks that is just not going to be for your game. Very few people can make unbelievable adjustments week in, week out. Um, but in the, in the weeks that, it, it it's a weird thing. I think you, you sort of feel a momentum like on your side when it's like, you know, even in Ithaca, I was like, Oh, I won the first match and it was a tough one, tough first round, but I won it pretty convincingly. And then, then be Kingsley. And then all of a sudden I had kind of like a tough quarter final there, but all of a sudden I'm like, mm, the, I'm kind of sort of feeling the momentum, like my way to, to, to go, go long at this tournament. And sometimes you don't feel that, but sometimes you do. So it's almost like, again, old guy stuff, just like understanding that those things and, and writing it as much as you can, not like really, you know, overthinking it a bit too much. And then, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said about like, once you turn one, you're in your late twenties, early thirties, I think you sort of have like, just, you know, like grown men's strength, like you're just kind of strong through it and I can play with these guys. I'm, I'm not maybe as athletic as them, but I'm, I'm, I'm strong with them and I can, I can do this like, um, and I can make things physical and difficult for them as well. So um, you have that clarity, you have that that trust in your game, and and if you feel physically fine, things can align, and you might win a tournament. You're just you know you're not going to win every week, but but that puts you in a good good position. I think typically my my problem was the physical part. Like you know I could beat anybody, but maybe I couldn't come back the next day and do it again. Um, and, and now I, I don't feel that way. So, um, that, that gives me a lot of confidence going, going into the season. That's awesome. And do you plan to play like a full on season or, I mean, how far in your scheduling are you? Do you plan like months ahead? Do you have your whole year planned out or it depends on it, how it goes, I guess. It's, it's tricky because it always depends on, on your rankings, right? Like I, I, I'm obviously kind of making, making jumps right now, you know, from, what I'm in the 600s and 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 that's been quickly within what like five six tournaments five tournaments five futures events that I've played since I'd say what September um my plan I'm not planning too far ahead I'm I'm, I'm sticking futures uh until I can basically guarantee myself in like qualities of challengers um and I don't want to like sort of it's tricky with the challenger level because you know there's there were challengers this week that I could have played the qualities, but you know I, I'm not gonna last second go to Australia. You know what I mean? It's like oh I'm I'm actually gonna get in there. I'm gonna hop on a flight and go to Australia or India. It, it just it's a really tricky thing. I'm, I just got my players on back, so you know you have to be on on the ITF thing and then on the ATP thing and like which ones are you gonna play and the list closes in in different weeks and it's it's a bit complicated to be honest um and i'm kind of getting my foot footing back on on that part but i don't like last minute decisions to play i like to like i'm gonna go there and i'm, I'm mentally focused on going there and i'm gonna play those events so for now um till march i'm planning on only playing futures because we have i'm leaving i'm gonna play one future in portugal my plan was to stay in portugal for three weeks and play 25ks there um but for whatever reason, those are incredibly like difficult 25 Ks. Um, like I'm in qualies. 
of the first one. I think I would have been in qualies of the second one as well. Um, and at 600, like, it's it's a tricky thing because, you know, now a quarterfinal doesn't really do much for the rank. You know, you now I got to go deep into these events. Um, and I don't really have a lot of time to waste, like, battling guys 300 in the world for a point. You know what I mean? I want to battle them, but I want to battle them for, for 8 points and 12 points and, and 20 points. Um, so I'm going to go to Portugal for a week. I'm going to go to Egypt for two, um, and try to like, you know, rack up some points there, come back. There's two twenty-fives in March here in California and then reassess, like see where I'm at. If I'm, you know, in the four hundreds, five hundred, you know, low five hundreds, I can start like, you know, maybe planning on going for some, some challengers a little bit more often, um, and 25 Ks, but basically I'd say the first six months, it will be a mix of 25s and, and, and challenger qualities. Yeah. And that must be like a part of the pro life, right? Like you need to plan properly. I think I see a lot of like pros or I do see a lot of pros go kind of like you said, oh, last minute, you know, I get a spot here. I mean, sometimes you have to do that, but it rarely turns out really well because you're not mentally prepared. It's like when you arrive to a tennis court too late for a match and you're you're all over the place, right? You usually lose the first games or get, you know, broken or something. So I think that's smart that you're assessing it maybe quarterly or just a few months and then we see where I'm at. Then we do the next assessment because the tennis tour is, is a wild place. You know, things change yeah. all the time. Um, there's tournament restrictions here. There's different, you know, entries there. There Some draws in some countries are, you know, super stacked. And some yeah. draws are easy, <laughs> relatively. Exactly. I mean, you see, you know, this week, the challengers, I mean, the there's a 50K in, in, in Great Britain, and, and that closes like 600 in the qualities. But then again, you have 100K in, in India, and that closes 900 in the qualities. But it's like, you, it's so tricky to be like, you know, it's Thursday. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to get in in this, in this qualities in India. Like, let's go. I'm like, that's crazy. I, I just... For me, that won't work. I, I know, like mentally, I'm already gonna go, be going in a bad space. So I, I I like to plan like little pockets and assess. Obviously, you gotta assess how you're doing, your level, like all those things. Like I, I'm sure if I if I was playing a lot of challengers, I I get I win matches and all that stuff. But I'm still coming back, and you know I want to like really just like get a good a good amount of matches in this 15s and, and establish myself there and then move on. Um, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, if you somehow are going to get in and, you know, an ATP qualities last second or something like that, like some, cause sometimes that happens like on a, you know, Los Cabos or something like that. People get in there four or five, 600, obviously you're going to go for that. But, um, right now it's like, it, it, it is a little bit tricky. And I see a lot of dudes doing that. It's like, I was like, what is this guy doing in like Bolivia? You know, I get it. You got in, but you're like, you know, you're a college player, an American college player that's never played on clay and, and you're going to go last second to, to, to altitude clay challengers. I'm like, you're not, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? It's like, I saw there's like a couple new challengers in cause I'm looking at this 50 case to see what, how they're going to be. And there's two challenges in a row in like, I think Rwanda, Kingali, Rwanda. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll probably would get in, in those, but it's like, it's altitude clay. Like, what am I doing there? You know what I mean? That's just not going to help my game in any way. So um, you, you just, if you kind of understand a little bit about yourself, at least you can, you know, make a schedule that that gives you a bit more of a chance to to, to go on deep runs versus just like, I'm just playing here because I got in. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, that's what works for me. Not saying it's for everybody. It works for me. 
I mean, you have to evaluate your odds, right? So if like if you're a uh, confident on this surface, if you have time to prepare, you're gonna increase your odds of winning, right? Or get, getting mm. through some rounds. If you go, I mean, the tour is so tough that if you just go and play against your odds, you know, for a few weeks or whatever, then it's gonna go downhill most likely. I mean, unless it's some kind of a abnormal. Yeah, right situation. now in, in in the U.S. in February, and it's all it's every February is a bit annoying. It's always just this green clay uh, futures. Yeah, uh, and and it's strong ones, strong like fifteen k that would have been in the qualies. Um, so it's like three three weeks, four weeks of just like clay in Florida that I'm just kind of like that that, and I see all the guys that are they're not you're not clay quarters, but that's what they have to play because you know you don't want to travel too far, you want to save some money. A lot of people live in Florida, so it's an easy. I understand it, but it's like it's just like a crappy like choice for me i feel like if i was doing those three i'd be like i'm just kind of doing it because they're they're here you know and i'm not that bad on clay i'm fine on clay i grew up on clay but but you know i i especially at my age i don't i don't want to just be like mess around and, and and go to these events and just like ah you know i'll just play these and as a placeholder until i i can play like you know here baker to calabasas are two great ones that i think are good for my condition so good for my game the conditions and so yeah, it's it's tough. I'm, I'm again. I'm still kind of readjusting to the life of it because um, you know I I want to just be mentally prepared to, to to go at it like when I go and so whatever that that means if I have to plan ahead if I have to be home a little longer a couple you know a couple of the weeks and not just like I could have gotten in there I should have gone but you know just re resetting going resetting training going it's hard to get those training blocks during the season so whenever you can is actually good to do as well. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's where your experience or maturity comes in, like that you can actually assess scheduling and mental fitness and so on. And as you pointed out on your Instagram reels, like the traveling is one of the roughest parts. So like making sure that the travel situation is not going to exhaust you, take all your energy away and make you very frustrated before you arrive or after you're going and like transitioning between tournaments. So what's your recent travel experience been on the tour? Um <laughs> kind of bad to be honest um i i played two two events first one um it was in ithaca new york so it's you know it's small small town small airport northeast it's cold i mean it was properly cold and snowing out there um to get there was fine um but then you know there, there there's always limited options out of there so you know i finish on sunday uh, didn't didn't have any flights to get out of there, so had to leave on Monday, like really early uh, from Ithaca, and and flight got delayed. Eventually, flight got canceled because you know something happened with the crew, and 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 you know there's not a lot of options, and I'm trying to get to you know I'm gonna get a, a Wednesday start in the following event, but but you know I wake up at three a.m. to 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 fly to Tampa basically, and I get there. You know, I had to fly, drive, rent a car, drive to another airport, fly to JFK, fly down to Tampa. Like, it took me, you know, 3 a.m. wake up to to get to Tampa around like 8 p.m., you know, for a basically two-hour flight down. Um, and so, like, I'm like, man, I could have, from L.A., I could have gone to, like, Japan, you know, like, one straight flight. I would have been in Japan. So, it was kind of like a bad start. And then, you know... Basically, I you know I lose that entire day. I get one day to to hit in Florida, the, you know the day before playing, 
and you know it's you know you're going from indoors to to florida outdoors gritty slow windy you know humid and and you just don't have the chance to 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 really get a feel for how how the matches are going to be played there and you start sort of go into the first round a bit like deer in the headlights you don't you don't really know what's happening you just kind of want hoping to ride the confidence from the week before um but quickly you you realize like that the way i was playing last week is just not not going to work this week and and you just you know i barely had time to like figure anything out and i was already out so i the traveling is the part i hate the most about playing tennis by by a lot playing pro tennis it's it's never fun like being in airports being all that stuff like i don't mind staying in hotel rooms like that part is fine i think some people like struggle a little bit with that that kind of loneliness I, i'm okay with that but really just being like airports and dealing with all that stuff and, and time changes and all that it's it's pretty brutal so um having a set plan way before that you can this is where i'm going this is where i'm going to be at it helps out and, and then trying to again not bounce around too much you the u.s is a bit tricky with that to be honest because the u.s is so big so it's like you know you're gonna have a tournament in florida and you might have a tournament in texas or home whatever there it, it can be actually a little bit tougher i think than than playing in europe if you're an european like just like living there and tra traveling by train and all that but you know it is the nature of the game and it is what it is uh, but you sort of have to plan your own way i guess <laughs> Yeah, I think that is one of the the key challenges. I think also for a lot of players is to kind of plan that, be able to afford it. Like everything, you know, if you have to rebook flights, rent a car, everything adds up in cost as well. So then the cost yeah. calculation of what you're winning in the tournament possibly is not going to be so positive in the end because you have to have all this hassle which you yeah. can't really control, right? So it's like force majeure shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, I money wise with this, like I'm not even thinking about it. Like I'm, you know, what I whatever I I earn in the tournaments goes basically into paying the bills. You know, I have someone helping with with some of the bills in in you know in, in on tour. So that that's been a bit of a you know takes away a little bit of my stress. You know, if I got it's a hundred bucks, I have to rent this car to go there. Whatever, it's fine. I know it's gonna be be covered, but <laughs> I know. If I if I wasn't in a situation where you know I'd be getting this help, like it's so expensive to play right now. Like you talk about inflation, like the hotels are you know nothing is below like you know one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars a night. Like you know flights in the U.S. are not cheap, and 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 just like the cost of anything if you're taking Ubers, if you're renting a car. I mean it's it's a couple thousand dollars a week to play, like easy. You know it's an easy unless obviously like. You know, you're staying with a, a bunch of people, or maybe you're getting an Airbnb, and you know what I mean. You, everyone's splitting costs, but just doing solo the way I'm doing it, um, it's crazy expensive. It's actually like has gotten like I remember back in the day, it wasn't that bad. Like I, you know, they a lot of tournaments offered housing, and you kind of travel around. It wasn't that bad, and and now it's like, ooh, like the, these weeks are costly. Like they're twenty, twenty one, twenty five hundred bucks, like a week it's brutal yeah i mean and that's i think for a lot of players makes it almost impossible to keep doing it but mm -hmm. do you feel like your youtube channel adds uh, i mean it adds something financially but also like a motivational thing i think we talked about this before but it's like something where you can use content or you can use learnings or you can you know not maybe you did you did not decide to do it like felix you know from tennis brothers you, you went a different way are you happy mm -hmm. with that choice like the way you're uh, you know handling it on on your channel 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously the channel. There's something about the channel that's nice that it's almost like it kind of keeps you accountable in a lot of ways. Now, now I'm sharing this this journey, and I'm, um, you know, trying to, you know, whatever whatever the end goal is, like maybe play, you know, Grand Slam qualies, and and from there, you know, just I want to really become like a challenger player first, and then from there, you know, see what happens. But it's all of it is a personal challenge, but but sharing it keeps you accountable to, to, to continue to do the right thing. So that that's something that um, I I enjoy. But then, yes, like Felix, you know, obviously, like he's he's filmed a lot more in tournaments and he, he makes a lot more content, I think, in events than than I do. And, and you know, I think this Ithaca event was the first time I was actually able to to, to film matches, um, you know, that I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it because it was very simple. Like it, it wasn't even one of those like tall things that you have to like set the camera up there. It was, it was like right there. It was just a bar that I had to like put the tripod and, and my phone and that was it. So I was like, ah, I'm going to do that here. Um, but I, you know, I, it's, it's hard. I mean, we, I've talked about it before. It's, it's just like one of those things, like, you, you might feel like you're putting a, a few a lot of your mental capacity into how am I going to create content? And then you might, you know, you might not have enough mental capacity to win your matches, you know, and, and there's that push and pull of, of doing it um, can be difficult. Um, so when, when things are easy to set up and I feel like it's like, you know, it's going to be fine. I'm, I'm just using my phone anyways to record. So it's easy. Um, I will do it. But if, in the process of playing and hopefully climbing up the rankings, I can make as much content. It, so be it, you know, it's just going to have to be um, what it is. So, um, and I'm not like Jules Marie who has like a full camera crew with him as well. Like, I, you know what I mean? There's, there's people doing it in different ways and, and, and it works. Um, but I want to get as many matches as I, as I can. I think people have enjoyed the matches. The last match I posted with Canon, like people really have enjoyed that. So if I can get more of this these matches on on video, I'd, I'd like to. Um, but aside from that, um, yeah, you have to kind of pick your battles. The content idea, I think it's good for you. I mean, just my observation is that just to have the priority clear. Like, what is the priority? Is it the content or is it the my journey as a tennis player? You know, because. Yeah. I think you can't prioritize two things at once. You need to have one list of things. And, and I think that seems to be working for you, at least in terms of what comes first, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely working. I'm, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable like with, with filming too, because I think at first, like I was so removed. I don't know these guys and how are they going to feel about, you know, like, you know, me being the guy to films, whatever it is. But everyone actually seems to be pretty, pretty cool about it you know i've gotten even from my peers a lot of stuff like i love what we're doing like this is awesome and 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 that that's that's something that i you know maybe i wasn't expecting as much um and so you know sort of getting a little bit more getting my foot in and and just getting to know the guys a little bit and getting maybe a bit more comfortable than pulling out a camera and you know they'll be okay with filming and, and all that stuff so I, I think, you know, I traveled those those two weeks. Simon was there as well. So he was obviously making a lot of content. And, and there were some other guys there, you know, making content as well. So it's starting to become a little bit more of a thing, um, which is nice. You know, I think I think people are starting to realize there's an opportunity there to 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 maybe share their story, to to maybe create may earn a little money or create a little buzz about themselves, which is at the end of the day uh, what we're doing. And so, you know, I think in the future, especially in the US, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know a lot of the guys maybe playing in Europe, but especially in the US, I'll be able to get 
some more matches on film and and that in itself it's like always great content and and for me it, it, i i i like having the matches because you know you can always like look back and it's just like oh that was doing this pretty well i remember this match was doing this well can i go back and look like there is something to be said about just if the, the culture in tennis isn't necessarily film yourself all the time it's it's it it's a tricky thing and but i you know i, I think there's something there that if man i played this great match here or, I was, or or you know three months ago i was hitting my forehand really well can i go back and see it's like oh that i was doing this really well uh so you can find this like little things that might bring you back to a nice baseline and so i actually it's almost like a little journal like it's like a video journal that you're making about your game and as you kind of go along and maybe one thing is 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 trending up in your game and you, you're gonna have the footage of that and i can always go back and look at it um I, I go back to like that this one video that I made is like my forehand's on fire and it's like one of a video that did really well for us and I go back to it like probably once every two weeks just to like watch what I was doing I'm not really worried about what I'm saying I know what I'm saying but I'm like oh there it is like I was doing that like oh my hips are coming through a little bit better there and I <laughs> try to like shape myself back into that forehand um, so having that visual is great and so you know for a lot of players. Um, they don't film themselves and 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 you know by the time maybe you're in challengers you're going to start watching more but before you, you you're not and you maybe are missing an opportunity there yeah 100 percent agree i mean it's helps i mean it's helped me on my level as well right like if to film a lot even if it's for testing rackets or making content it's it's always good to look at you and say okay what am i doing wrong where's footwork where is this and I think a lot of players are missing an opportunity, you know, because it's becoming more normalized. But I think a lot of them still might feel a bit weird bringing the camera, getting questions or just setting it up. You know, we'll do it's not a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's something that maybe has some stigma still, although not that much anymore. People are so used to people having YouTube channels like, you know, they watch people eat in, in a restaurant yeah. in front of a yeah. camera. You know? It's so, crazy. Yeah. That's a lot weird, I would say, you know, there are a lot of weirder things than than filming yourself playing sports i would say for sure and yeah and I, I i you know i enjoy like you know being able to like look back at you know the matches or the the you know whatever you know technical things that you're doing and and i think that's kind of how i'm like thinking about it nowadays i'm like it's it's a little bit of like a journal for me like when i talk about a match or when i you know when that's something that it's a, just a reflection video it's like hey like in this match i did this this or that it's like sometimes you you don't do that like if, if i wasn't doing it for the camera i probably wouldn't do it i would just not even think about it maybe not learn as much from that loss or that win um as i should so there is something to be said about just kind of like being able to watch being able to reflect on it even if i wasn't going to post certain things like i had a lot more thoughts about the match let's say with kingsley that i, I posted recently but it's already a long match i also don't want to be like you, you have to be a, a little bit aware too. It's like, you're not going to just look, be like, yeah, you got to do this to beat this guy and that to do that. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want to get too crazy on the tactical side of things as well as in respect of my opponents. Like, I just kind of want to play and, and film and, and, and share. And maybe there's like something, some things I can talk about my own game that I'm like, oh, this was working here. Wish I was doing this a little bit better. But um, you also have to be a little bit aware of that. Like, like not, you know, maybe get on the wrong side of, of people as well by just being like, yeah, that guy's back in the shit. I can just like, hit there. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. You know? So you kind of have to like, you know, know, know how to, I guess, deliver that content well. 
Yeah, it, it gets weird because you're all you're on the same tour, right? So you're gonna face each other again, possibly. Uh, there's gonna be you know some resentment if you start by like, yeah, yeah, this guy's you know slides back and always lands short, and then I attack it. So yeah. that was the whole plan, you know. And, and the next time yeah. it's gonna be like, you know, I'm gonna destroy you. I'm gonna run around my ever back. And, you know? Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna leave one slide short. You know what I mean? So I think yeah, I think you know with canon like it was fine. I had even commented on the videos like, thanks for thanks for posting the entire match because a lot of you know like. I will always post a match. Like, I think, you know, Felix does a little bit more of like a, you know, highlights and kind of like voiceovers a lot of the match, um, which which works. But I, I always find that like, you can't really paint the full picture of like what the match was. And, and, and you as a, as a watch, as a viewer, if you, if you're watching a full match, you maybe don't know the result. And, you're going to feel, you're going to feel the tension when, you know, the match is getting to certain point, certain parts, like the match with Canon, the last two games were incredibly tight. You know, it was like deuce add, deuce add on a four all service game from me, just intense. And then, and then the next game was the same thing. Deuce add, deuce add. And I was able to just basically the match ended there. It was like, we were even through that entire point And then a four all, I was able to pull through two very tough games and win the match. It could have easily gone the other way, but I think it would have been difficult to to show that just with highlights. It's like, how do we get there? And then we got there, and now we have this like amazing like two games that like then you can really see it's like, man, this match could have easily gone this way or that way. Like he wins the first set, he has a couple chances there, not to break me, but to to keep the pressure on. He doesn't, and 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 then all of a sudden I. I go ahead and, and, and the, that story of the match, like, like you can only watch it in, when you watch it in full. So um, I hope to just like bring a lot more of those, those full matches. I won't be doing like highlights. I'm just going to do, we're going to watch the whole thing or we're not going to watch at all. I think that's great. Like I'm, I a hundred percent subscribe to that opinion in that case, because if you're playing a competitive match, like it's a story in itself, like this is the tennis scoring system at its best. So even if there's bad play, which there is in every match, right? There is pe periods when both players maybe a little bit nervous, tight in, you know, five, five, whatever, uh, or, or something's not firing in your game. <clears throat> that's where the learning is. And that's where the excitement can be, you know? Yeah. That's a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think like that's, that's a, like I think everyone gets so used to watching highlights, um, and then you watch like a practice set or you watch this and that, like a full match, and you're like, "Wow, there's so many errors." I'm like, "What do you think it happens? Like, you think like we're just all hitting winners all the time? That's the point. The point is to move around, keep a ball in play, and hopefully the guy misses. The the winners are are, are difficult to to come by, especially at this level, right? So it's like, oh man, like." served really well in that moment that pressure moment first serve always came in maybe maybe you serve 50 percent the entire match for serve but on pressure points you served 85 you know what i mean it's like yeah th those things sometimes won't be able won't be able to be shown like just in highlights and so it's a very it, watching the full match, especially when you cut all the fat down and it's just point, 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 allows people to kind of see that. It's like, oh man, this guy was ripping the forehand. But then, at, you know, four or five, there was a few errors. And it's like, whoa. Like, that's what happened in that match. I was like, holding serve easy, holding serve easy. He's holding serve easy. Like, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh man, from the back, I'm like, maybe have an advantage here. And at four or five, new balls, got a little, little tentative with the shot selection. 
and I lost the game. And that was it. That was a set. I was like, God damn. I felt like I was maybe playing better this entire set. I never really got a chance to break. And I played two really bad points, like on important moments. And that was it. That was set. Um, and so to show how we got there and how that tension was created is the, the, the fun part at whatever level that we see. We like tension. We like to see like people like almost like struggling with their craft and having to overcome it versus just like if I was just posting matches around beating guys one and one, what's, what's the fun in that, you know? No, it's a relatability as well because like, I mean, tennis is full of mistakes. This is a sport full of mistakes and the, the, it's a sport where the winner usually wins maybe a few up to 10 points in most matches more than the opponent. Like you don't win like, you know, 90% of the points. That's Then it's like a, a love, love. So it's it's like that key points. That's that's yeah. the interesting. But you cannot capture the key point in a highlight because that's just saying, oh, here's the point where it's got exciting, but you haven't built up the story, so there's no excitement there, right? There's no exactly, exactly. I mean, I can be showing like all the important points, but how do we get there? You know, how how do we get to this position where it's like you know, all of a sudden it goes from maybe being a, you know, say like when I was playing Canon, it was four all. 40-15, and you're like, okay, 40-15, boom, it's going to be 5-4, I'm going to try to break the next game. All of a sudden, it's deuce. And then the tension is, like, so much higher, so much faster. You know, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, now it's two, you were two points away from, like, having this dude serve it out. And 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 just to show that, um, I think people got into it. And that's what I saw in the comments. I'm like, man, those last two games were crazy and stuff like that. But they were, they watched all the way through there to to really feel that tension um and then like really you know again it's it's a weird tennis tells the story in itself so it, it you just kind of let you just gotta have a lot of people to watch it so um then obviously if the level was high they're gonna enjoy it so it's it's a it's a it's a really fun thing now to i think too i want to film again a lot more matches i want to have a lot more matches in the in the in the channel um as much as i can but but yeah it's been kind of fun to see the I'd say the reaction from people from watching those those matches a little bit more. I think people really enjoy watching full matches because of the things we highlighted. You don't start reading a book in the chapter six, right? When it gets mm. uh, exciting or whatever, you, you start reading a book and then, you know, the drama unfolds. But it's also like if you compare it to watching tennis on TV, like, okay, there's ATP 250s now. Or like I've been traveling to a lot of ATP 250s in the past. First rounds, maybe not the most exciting for non-tennis lovers, you know. So um, you have some players that they, they might not know playing. and it, But a tennis match is always a story in itself. So I usually like watching the beginning because that's how, like, the story starts unfolding. Like, what is happening? How tight is this guy? What mm -hmm. is working, working? But even better when you can edit yourself because you kind of trim that fat. So a lot of the annoying part of watching tennis is, you know, picking up the balls, uh, all the stuff in between, the rest you know, the warm-up, all this stuff, you can just remove that. And suddenly, yeah. like, a full match is much shorter because it's just, like, point, 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 point. And then it's not that long. So I think people, like, underestimate, like, how, how much fat there is on, a, like, a tennis match aired on regular TV. There's so much in-between time. And actual oh, playing time yeah. is quite short, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very tricky sort of... I don't know why, like, the ATP and the WTA don't basically just all matches that they film like that you know just cut it cut all the fat you know like just have 20 30 minute videos just uploading every match every match just put them all on youtube like if someone wants to find alex mickelson they're gonna find all his matches in there just trimmed it's like it's such a weird thing that that 
that we don't get that, you know what I mean? From, from, from those, from the ITF, from the ACP, because I think people would watch the crap out of that. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you know, you, you haven't been able to watch maybe a match and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I can, I can watch like this first round in Dallas and literally 18 minutes i can just sit and watch point by point by point i can see it's like oh here there's some tension that that happened or this guy was just better the entire time there wasn't even anything um and i think it makes it super easy for for you know a tennis lover to to watch a match you know again i think now we obviously for youtube you, you maybe sometimes worry about retention and oh like you know if the you know if it's going to be 30 30 minutes long or 40 minutes long because of a it's a full match. You, you think people might not stay in the video for as long as you, you'd imagine, but like people will, if they want to watch the match, they'll watch the match. It'll come back to the match later. Um, and so I, I, I truly enjoyed it. And I wish, I wish they just, you know, the ATP was doing that with all the challenger matches, with all the, the ATP matches, I'm sure the software that, you know, swing vision does, it cuts all the fat. So why can't, why can't you just like somehow figure that out and just upload everything. And then you just have tennis, like so, uh, uh, such a vast library of tennis um, that people totally enjoy watching. Just, I don't know. I, I it, uh, on my end, that's what I want to do because it's again, I have I enjoy watching the matches. You know, I can always go back to to oh, a point here. Like I did this this well. Can I keep doing this again? And you know, I don't know. It, I I enjoy I enjoy that process. Yeah, I mean, if in a perfect tennis world or well there's very far from a perfect tennis world but like if for example tennis tv now they offer highlights i, I i'm very mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of highlights like i never watch highlights like i really don't like it like i'm a guy who likes tennis as its story like i told you before i mean i've said it the only highlights past. i ever watched was roger like what? roger had the best highlights ever so i just like sit down and watch all the roger highlights but aside from that never really sat down to watch highlights as well no that's like watching ballet or something that if you like yeah. ballet but it was different right but um, the rest, I don't like watching highlights, but they have this replay feature, but it's pretty lazy. I mean, sorry, tennis TV guys, but it's like, okay, two and a half hours. That's just a full recorded match. Like mm -hmm. there should be AI software now. I mean, swing with vision you mentioned, right? Like, and yeah. I'm sure ATP can make something even better or use them in some way where they can trim the whole match. So you have only the points. They could even have like timestamps for the points. So game four, click that. Mm -hmm. I want to see game four. What happened in game four, you know? And then you give it, you know, if it's you're gonna have a more expensive subscription, fine. You're gonna have it for the players. Maybe all the ATP top 500 players gets a subscription. They can search the player. Oh, Mikkelsen, you said, you know, I want to see what happened to him in the last three tournaments. You know, he lost yeah. three first round matches. That's a great research for you to be like, okay, go to the database, watch Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's struggling with the second serve. There's something off there. You know that before the match. You know, so. Uh, this is a great feature to have now that we have all this technology, you know, just record yeah. and also put Challenger and ATP on the same platform. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. oh, we have the <laughs> Challenger TV. Why don't you put it on tennis TV? Like, just put it on tennis matches. TV. <laughs> it makes point. no I mean, sense. It's make, you're so right about that. It's like, why, if I'm watching a replay of a match, why is it that, like, I, I there's a warm-up? Like, there's, like, all this. It's like, why, why am I seeing warm-ups? Why am I just, like, why is the, the breaks in between the mat like the you know it's like what are we doing like just trim that down let us watch the points like people would just be consuming the crap out of that like they'll just be like oh this is great i can watch like this match like really fast instead of having to go like 10 seconds more 10 seconds more 10 yeah. seconds more 10 seconds more i'm like god damn dude like what are we doing here um i think That's i think it's such idea. an 
it's like it's such an easy thing that they could be doing um and again just have that database online have that database on on tennis tv have that database on youtube it's it's so simple i i don't know i i, I maybe maybe makes too much sense i, I don't know like sometimes like i i i think of things i'm like is, does it make is it too much sense like is it like am i missing something because it's just such an easy thing for them to do you know what i mean they're, they're probably spending money on all things that don't matter and, and you could just be doing that and pe players will love it you know fans will love it i don't know yeah i i for sure like i i don't use my tennis tv subscription enough luckily my father is obsessed with tennis so he uses it a lot but it's like uh i'm not sure if you're allowed to share so tennis tv sorry about that uh no but it's like uh it's like the netflix thing like where they're like oh everybody yeah. can share the family can share and then you're like no no nobody can share <laughs> it's yeah like this, this funny thing they, they're lucky that people are you know are buying the, the subscription so yeah exactly so i mean i think yeah and you can offer this you offer matches the only risk really i mean i guess it's some work someone in they need to hire some interns but i'm sure there's some tennis fans college players whatever who will be open to you know sitting there and going through matches with the software whatever needs to be done but uh, there's even like an incentive then to watch a lot more full matches. I'd stay a lot more long, longer on the platform, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch a replay, you know, of a whole match unless I have nothing to do. You know, it's like mm -hmm. absolutely nothing to do. So it's it, it, but if that's like, oh, you know, it's a 25 minute watch or 30 minute watch. Well, then we're talking, you know, then that's like a long YouTube episode. Yeah, it's can, like watching a YouTube video. You know. It's easy. It's like you sit down, you press play, you're going to watch it. It's going to be in the background. It's like, oh, that was nice. Oh, that was a good, good shot. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that would be that would be nice. Maybe soon. Maybe maybe soon they'll do that. But um, After listening to this, they will uh, I start working. Hey, ATP, like, get your shit together, man. <laughs> I, go, con the con I mean, I, I think we talked about it last time I was here. I was like, I went on their YouTube channel and I was like, stuff getting like four or five thousand views it's like you yeah because you keep making videos that no one cares like i don't care what felix eats for breakfast i don't care like it doesn't matter like just give us tennis give us raw tennis give us some some practice stuff give us some tennis and, and that's what people are going to want to watch like stop with this bs fluff yeah um that value that you think like, give people, value you know yeah that you think i think it's just again it's like it's like that lazy content, right? It's like like an easy thing for me to make. It's like, oh, come practice with me a day in my life, like for a minute. I think that's so that's so boring. It's such boring content that is not engaging at all. Like I want people to see like tennis, like people we're playing, we're battling, even if it's like a practice session. Like, but like we're, you're seeing like a lot of the stuff. Um, you can condense things like nicely and 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 make them them interesting nowadays. So, yeah. I've, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll they'll figure that out. I think there there's a lot of software for that, and, and they can they can figure it out and start posting the matches. I'd love to watch like some of these like five setters that happen in Australia, but like just the points. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you miss a lot. Of, I mean, I'm in the West Coast, like you end up not watching a lot of the matches. But I'd sit down. I mean, the, the following day and watch you know like one of the Neil's five setters, like you know for forty minutes. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll put that in the background, do my work. I have the match going on. Ooh, that'll be cool. You know. <laughs> Yeah, they can even have a premium subscription uh, where you know you can choose angles. So you have like, okay, we did the court level angle, which I would like to watch yeah. a lot more, you know. Same. And then like, yeah, yeah, for the premium subscription, you have court level angle and no fat in the points. So they all sold the yeah. points. I mean, like, I'm subscribing straight away. You know, don't yeah. need to convince me. You know, it's no, like, exactly. It's it's very easy. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's, it's what it is. It's what it is. 
Uh, so uh, at what point do you think, are you considering like having a coach joining you on your journey? I mean, I know it's a cost thing. It's pretty expensive. You have a fitness guy now. Um, yeah. Would you, uh, when would you think about that? When do you think that would be? I think, um, you know, I'm not too concerned if, uh, about getting like an actual coach. I think Andrew helps me with like tennis stuff as well. Um, we, we, you know, he can hit, he can, you know, he can keep me in shape and we can, you know, go back and forth on, on, you know, things that I think we, we think we need to work. Um, so just having him would be great. Um, and he, he will come to, to certain, certain tournaments, stuff like that, but, you know, he has three kids and it's a tricky thing. I don't want to, you know, obviously, um, overuse him, but he, he's, he, you know, he's filming a lot of our, our, our stuff because he, he has his own social media, he has his own app. So he, he has a, basically a full-time videographer with him. So we're getting a lot of good content. So he will come to certain events. Um, but I think mostly like once I'm in challengers, I would like to have someone there to help, like doesn't have to be every week, but certain weeks, you know, to just kind of push me, you know, hopefully through the, through the finish line, uh, line on that. Um, but in general, like, yeah, I'm not too concerned about getting traveling with a coach right now. Um, just having at least someone to talk about things after matches and all that already helps. Um, and then I, I actually find that the most important thing that you can have, especially, at, I guess, at my age, would be someone that keeps my body in a good place. Like tennis wise, it sort of is what it is and they can help. Um, but I think if I can, you know, have him, he's going to help me stretch. He's going to help me like stay in shape with warm ups and, and all the, those little things. Like he's going to activate me nicely before I have to play. He's going to help me cool down. He's going to help me do all those things. I think that's more valuable to be honest. So I would like to, to have that more often, but I don't think I need it yet. I I'm, I'm pretty self-sufficient and I can, can go at it solo. So we'll see but in the future, obviously if I'm playing bigger events, I would like to have, have a better, a bigger team with me i heard that boris becker is free now boris becker let's see let's see if he wants to he, he wants a challenge uh yeah yeah that'd be fun i know like the, but at some point you know with hoger it's like you know you go through that many coaches it's kind of like who, mm. who who is the the <laughs> what's the commonality here? It's like the coaches or the the player, right? So it, it's a it's a tricky one. I don't I don't know the guy, but it seems like he doesn't know exactly what he's searching for yet. So hopefully he figures that out. I think in some player teams, it's a lot about like parents being able. I don't know his mother that well, but I have you know the feeling you you get from reading articles and is that she's very heavily involved in everything. Yeah. And that sometimes, I guess, works for players. Uh, I'm usually a bit apprehensive when I see it, you know. And there's, there's quite a few examples on the WTA. There are a few on the ATP where the father or the mother is always there, you know. But I don't think it's always the best way of approaching things if you can yeah, afford it. Weird, but the, a lot of these players can't, like, go. They're, like, they're, they're like, the ride or die sometimes with, with, with their parents. And I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, they pushed you. They, they, they helped to get to where you are in a lot of ways. I don't think it, there's anything wrong with that, but clearly it becomes a, like who, who is the main voice kind of situation. And then if you're a coach, if I'm a coach, I don't, I, I'd be like, I'm not doing this. Like I, I, there, there are a few people like on tour that I'd be like, I don't, I don't really want to work with you. I think Holger would be someone like that. Cause I feel like I'm, who am I, who am I working with? Am I working with your mom here that, you know, probably, 
thinks she knows like a crap ton and it's like it's your you know I, I I think some of the better coaches will not deal with that and 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 so then who who are you trusting like if you don't if you're not really trusting the person that you're you're, you're working with then you know what I mean if, if it's just not gonna work so it I mean I'm sure he'll figure it out but 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 at some point you kind of have to be like I'm, I might be the problem. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, having self-awareness is pretty important. I mean, I guess when you're 20, you're not like a master of self-awareness, especially if you're, you know, in the tennis player bubble and yeah. where everybody's stroking your ego all the time. So I, I think exactly. uh, sometimes it's an issue. Sometimes like, you know, they can't cut that cord, you know, the uh, the nurturing cord or the parent yeah. just loves to be involved because they feel also important. I mean, it's nice to go to ATP tournaments and be treated like a star. Like I would also like that, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can adopt some tennis player as well, right? <laughs> Join yeah. them. Around, you know, a, it, is, it is that I think I think there's a lot of people who do the job like the, the ATP coach or whatever, whatever that they kind of just like the lifestyle. You know what I mean, I think there's a lot of great coaches that don't choose like choose not to do it because they don't like the lifestyle. But I think there then there's a lot of people who might not be maybe totally qualified to do it. But, you know, they, they want to do it. It's like, yeah, I'll travel 40 weeks a year. That'll be fun. You know what I mean, and, and not that many people have want will maybe want to do that so um it's a it's a small pool of people and that's why you see so many you know coaches kind of getting recycled and all that stuff because there's not that many people that really truly want to do it so um but you know again it's it's kind of it's tough because again, if you're young and you were the number one in the world player you know in the juniors and then you got to top 100 quick and you're the the shiny new toy it takes a while for that to to fade away and because you know there's going to be a younger kid that comes in and becomes the, the person but it takes a little while and uh, probably until then you're not maybe not going to get your shit together but you know sometimes you do some i mean there's you got to give it to some young you know a guy like carlos alcaraz not he's not the guy who he is tennis wise if he's not you know mentally a mature guy in a lot of ways you know what i mean i think that's that's just some people mature a lot a lot earlier in, in those things. And, and so, um, yeah, I take well, each person, I guess, in, in their own timeline. Yeah, it's also surrounding yourself with the right people. I think like for uh, for Carlos, it was a lot by Juan, you know, Juan Carlos Ferrer, yeah. you know, it's like having the right guy who's very mature. Yeah. He knows what he kind of person he wants to work with. And they form exactly. like a strong bond. Uh, maybe sometimes the bond is too strong and it's like suddenly when he's not there, he's underperforming a little bit. I mean, that's yeah. another story, but but you need someone, whether it's a parent or not parent, who's kind of just looking at your best and not looking at their own role in it and just saying, yeah. okay, what's best for the player? Maybe I have to take a step back. He needs to add like one more coach or one more fitness person or one more mental trainer to actually have a better mix because I guess some coaches feel like they believe they know it all, right? So, and then yeah. or parents, and then it becomes like a toxic kind of environment the whole team yeah it's like how oh, can you cut the noise for a lot of these guys like, i mean again, if you're if you're that good and that young and that popular and all that so you got to cut the noise in a lot of ways and and yeah for sure i think the best coaches are the guys who sort of like understand that they don't know everything and they're like you know what like if it's a fitness thing here i'm, I'm we're gonna need to find someone someone to do with that or if it's like a certain thing that maybe you're not as good you're gonna find like some certain coach and and be, I think you have to be like to play pro tennis. You you do have to be pretty like pliable and open to to. I think I, I heard like Andy Roddick saying recently something like I think he was talking about Nakashima, and he was like, yeah, second year on you know 
you had a great year and then you're, you're in the second year on tour and people start figuring it out, figuring you out. And obviously you deal with some injuries and all that stuff. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you're not playing your best and you're doubting yourself, but he's like every year, you know, you're in that hamster wheel of like, yes, I maybe just had a great year, but I need to, to upgrade myself. I, I, I can't just stay stagnant because I'm staying stagnant. I'm, I'm actually like look going down. Um, and sometimes those, those changes take, they take a long time for, for them to pay dividends on core for you to trust those things on core and all that. But you're, he's like, you're going to be in this hamster wheel for 15 years now. And, and, and you always kind of have to be upgrading little by little. And sometimes like they, they don't pay off as fast as you, you want and you're impatient about it and all that stuff. Um, and, and so, so it's a, it's a really tricky sport that way because, you know, the moment you think like you kind of got it all figured out, you, you have a few, few good months maybe of tennis and then maybe people figure you out and then you have to like, you know, add a, add a layer to the game. So they don't, you know, don't know what you're doing and so on and so forth. So it's, it's tricky. Yeah, you're always riding that confidence. Like as a tennis player, especially like it's a solo sport. So your confidence is everything. And and other players are like sharks. So they will smell, ah, there's someone here with, uh, you know, a pretty so-so confidence this week. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I, have, I can pounce, you know, even if you're, you mm -hmm. know, below in ranking, whatever. I think that's always the thing. Like everybody in tennis kind of keeps following each other, you know, and like checking each other out. Like, you know, oh, how is this guy doing? How can I beat this guy? Yeah, uh, It's really cutthroat. I don't think people sometimes realize like how you're on a tour a money tour and everybody's kind of like you know mma of, of uh, ball sports mm -hmm. so everybody's just like smelling blood in the water right <laughs> it is it is you're just always like you could you look at a draw you almost always have a, like a sense for who is going to win right it's like oh this guy's been playing well he's probably going to win this like oh this guy hasn't played many matches like it's a weird sort of like sense that people can get it's like oh this you know especially in the atp but you, you do trickle trickles down as well but but yeah, that's what it is. It's like, oh, this guy, you know, that's a good first round here. Like you, you can you can tell he's fighting himself in the moment and that makes your fight, you know, when you have to fight a guy like that a lot easier. So it's it's, it's the battle. It's a weird sort of sport that way, right? Because it's not necessarily just about your level, but like how, how can you put it together every week, right? Like it's a, it's a really difficult thing. Like you, you can say like Nick Kyrgios is probably a top 10 player in the world in terms of level. Right, but he's not playing every week and getting the consistency to have, to earn that ranking. Um, so you know, and some some people are just going to put their heads down and you know survive the the, the downturns and ride the, the upturns and and, and 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 just you know get the ranking higher. So it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky sport that way, and it's just the way it is. How is the vibe on uh, when you travel to tour events? Like, and, and you're like in a, you know, player restaurant. I don't know if they do play restaurants, maybe in all events, but at least around the other players. Is it like a feeling of, you know, oh, camaraderie? Or is it more like, okay, I'm going to take you down? Or who's this guy? Or I know your YouTube channel, like, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're saying, like in the in the 25Ks that I'm playing? Yeah, kind of like locker room. Oh, thing. yeah. Um, I think for the most part, it's actually pretty chill i think once you you know my experience playing futures and and even challengers uh versus i think on actual tour the tour is a little bit more like people are a bit more solo and and, and uh, doing their own thing um in the futures i i think we're all in the same you know sinking boat <laughs> so <laughs> we're just trying to like all survive together in a lot of ways exactly. 
Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like it, there is a like I, I, in the U.S. at least that I know the guys. A lot of the guys played college and stuff like that. There's, there's a little bit of that bond of dudes that played college as well. Um, so for the most part, I, I haven't felt like any like animosity or anything. Um, I think people have been like actually really cool about the channel as well. Um, and and I always had that in, in in futures. Even when I was playing back in the day, I thought. Like yes, it's a bit of a tough lifestyle, but in terms of like just the camaraderie in that le at that level, it's actually kind of nice. Um, now, as soon as you even go to challengers, you see like guys a bit more professional, traveling with their own coaches and just sort of doing their own thing. And and I think it's just the evolution of like as you as you rise up the rankings. Um, so yeah, I definitely notice even like on tour it's like you have your little pockets of people as well right like the spanish guys right hang out with the spanish guys the french guys hang out with the french guys the americans hang out with the american guys a little bit more and that's just kind of the way it is um but honestly in the few i was telling someone on a podcast recently i was like futures is like the you know, it's like the mo most like raw professional tennis you're gonna get right you get two guys on a court with no one watching for very little money just following a dream and they're gonna go duke it out you know, and, and there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, a, a purity to that in a lot of ways. Like it's just pure raw tennis competition. Once you get to top hundred, it's great tennis and it's obviously it's, it's great competition, but there's the circus that comes with it, right? There's all sorts of moving parts and media and all that stuff, which is, again, is part of the sport and, and that's where we want to get to. Um, but it is fun, you know, if people could watch more futures matches or even challenger matches where it's just purely like two dudes duking it out it's like um it's actually pretty entertaining again it's like I, fighting right like a, a like you're watching with some dungy fight and somewhere some dude that's trying to get it to the ufc but that fight down there these dudes are like ready to kill each other you know like once you've made your money maybe you're not so so hungry anymore um and you see that in fighters i like to have a very sort of like short career span though they're like really really good and then it sort of falls down um and obviously i think it's not the same in tennis but it's kind of a little bit similar in a way yeah i think it's a bit similar i think you notice that when you travel like sometimes to the you know atp 250s i'm around the locker room sometimes if i have like a proper player pass or something and um People are not really talking. They're kind of like guarded, you know, maybe a little bit of a chit chat if you're from the same country in the locker room, but they, they have their own little team. But then the, some of the extra excitement is when there's so like, even though it's little money on the line, when you're seeing that raw, like you said, it's really raw on a futures level. And I think that mm -hmm. a match like that could be really, very, really good entertainment. Like if in its mm -hmm. entirety, that's what we talked about, like having a full match because that's actually fun to watch two guys. They fight so hard because, you know, every match, win, you know, counts. While sometimes in the ATP uh, with the higher rank players, they can be like, oh, yeah, I lose this week. Next week I'm going to, uh, you know, the ATP 1000 there or the ATP 500. No problem yeah. with money, you know. Some of these guys have made it already. They're just like hanging around like a Benoit Paire or whatever, you know, going for some red wine afterwards and chilling, right? Yeah. So it's the, 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 the 250s is like that, especially the guys that, you know, get paid to be in the 250s and stuff. You can tell you can tell the guy's not really motivated to like totally win that thing, which is, again, it's understandable. But, you know, you've got your appearance fee. You're going to show up. You're going to play a little tennis. It's fine. Like, you know, you're not too worried about it. But, but yeah, there's there's totally a rawness to to – I mean, I, I was playing, I think I was in my quarterfinal. Yeah, it was my quarterfinal in Ithaca. And 
there was a match like two two courts down that was so entertaining. Like I was like every time I finished the point, I would just kind of like look there. I I always kind of do that. It gets my mind a little bit off the. But man, there was this one guy who was screaming on every point. He was taking it to the, the seed, and basically played outplayed the guy from six one five four serving, and then choked. And you could you saw like you you noticed like man, this guy's like riding high, and all of a sudden he crashed down and he lost that set, and that was it. And it was six one in the third, and that was it. And but all the way to to that point, I mean, I was like, damn, this guy is just like he came out firing today. He was screaming at every point. He was running everything down, and and again, it was like a really raw match. I'm not saying it was the 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 highest level possible, but it was fairly entertaining. That I, it was catching like my attention, and there was guys watching all that stuff. So um, there there is a lot of matches that probably would have been very entertaining to watch. Had, had they made it into the internet you know like that we will never watch just from a future or from even a challenger because a challenger they live stream it but they don't really post it and who's like really digging deep to to find them but there there's definitely something to it i wish like a lot of this this futures matches were just online you know like just for people to watch and understand that the level is high and, and all that yeah, that's a great storyline because like the, the the choke is known to everyone, and that's the beauty of this tennis scoring system. Like that, you can literally be points away from closing the match in one hour, going home, all chill. You're the king of the world, and then you just start crashing. Right? It's like yeah, the worst sport. Like that. I mean, I I was I was locked in when he was about to. I was sitting. I remember exactly. We were on a changeover, and he was starting to serve at five four. And first point, it was served well, normal forehand. He missed it by like six feet and i was like oh i was like that 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 is not the miss you one right now serving after like really getting to here like unbelievable like hitting the ball unbelievably well and you you immediately were like oh that this is about to get interesting um and and he did so you know it, it is so relatable and, and again i think a lot of a lot of players a lot of subscribers you know the four fives the three o's whatever they 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 think that like we're not feeling the same things that we don't choke that we don't make the error sometimes you just make an error because you you truly like tight sometimes not yeah. like all the time and and they think that we've somehow gotten to a point where that doesn't happen and and it it's always there it, and unless you keep fighting that feeling like I, I i've been telling trying to tell myself every point that i play even if I lose the point, even if I make a bad error, I try to say something positive about the point, or even even if it's just in my mind. But I'm like, oh, like those are those are some good two backhands there. Like maybe you missed like the the you know the shorter one that you changed down the line, or maybe that was a bad mis bad decision that you made and made a mistake. But up until that point, you were doing well, or like you know guy serves really well and you just kind of barely get it back in and dude hits a return or hits a winner great at least i made him play you know yeah. what i mean so i'm trying to like psychologically keep myself so it's difficult you have to be like mentally like sharp to do it but i i it's something i'm trying to do like every every match every point just like how did i get there like even if i made a mistake or whatever maybe the three balls before I hit, I hit great shots, you know, and that's, that's fine. Then, because we always sort of like judge the point by that last ball, 
right? Like if you make the mistake on that last ball, but like you might have hit like six, seven great balls to get to that point, and then you just made a mistake at the end. But like it cumulatively, you you hit more, you hit better balls more often. So like trust that, you know what I mean? So that's a, it's a weird sort of like mind game I'm trying to play with, like with myself, but it does allow me to stay a little bit more. I guess positive and 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 almost giving myself more confidence, right? Like if you're coaching someone, I think that there's it comes down to basically like uh, there's this book called uh, Chatter, right? And it talks about like how we're not very empathetic part of it, like with ourselves, we're very empathetic with other people. If I'm coaching someone and I see the guy played a great point, maybe just the, that last error, maybe got a little tight on the last ball, but I'm like. Hey, that was a great point. Like, do that again. Give yourself that chance again. But if it's me, the default is like you go, you do all the great stuff, you miss the shot, and then you tell yourself you're you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? But if you're telling yeah. someone else, you're like, no, that was great. So if you can be a bit more empathetic with that, it's like, hey, you just did great for you know this entire point it's okay if you miss that last one but give yourself that chance again do that again because that will work um i think that's something that would help it helps myself and i think would help a lot of people to just like hey i just i just did good for this you know i just hit a you know a good serve here yes i missed the first ball but like it was a great serve you can do it again i can get that ball again i can hit a little better yeah we're all in our hearts mind tricks it's a lot of mind yeah, tricks a lot of a lot of drift, difficult things, but I think that that could be something you know anyone can do. Really, Jedi mind tricks, yeah. But it's it's a lot of like harsh criticism when you're talking to yourself. Like everybody's mm -hmm. the their own worst enemy. Like always belittling themselves or doing stuff that's very common, especially on the tennis court where it's like the most frustrating sport of all time, and you're hating yourself, and then you're loving yourself, and you're hating yourself, and it's like a roller coaster. Uh, but I really think it's great advice. Like, do you do a lot of mental work or like, do you have a mental trainer or do you try to read books? Do you have a process of meditation? Do you do anything to kind of also strengthen that part of your game? Um, I'd say I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, just like random different podcasts, Rich Roll, I, I, I like Modern Wisdom. There's like a few guys that go there, talk about this stuff. There, there's like a few podcasts that sometimes when I see the topic, I'm like, oh, this is, this is good. And I don't write much down is like i think the, the important thoughts sometimes like just stick with me um books wise i i mean i think the best book you know the inner game of tennis i think that's always like uh, the, def the default comeback to it is, is that right like um and and then i think in tournaments it's like it's tricky like because it's so easy to just be on social media and be like you know highly on dopamine so trying to find moments to just you know, listen, even if you're just listening to a podcast, there's nothing to do about mental things, but like allow yourself to just be in that moment, um, finding, you know, you know, I, I, again, I was listening to something recently and the guy was talking about like, we, we hear a lot of nowadays about being present, right? But then the guy's like, what is being present? And he's like, being present is, is being able to just pay attention to, to one thing. Presence is attention. And it's like, oh, what a simple way of thinking is right like if i'm if i'm anything that i'm doing if it's the, the podcast here with you or if I, if it's editing a video pay attention to that thing then you'll be present right like it's a it's a so in, in tennis it's very difficult sometimes you you know your attention is two points before or your attention is it's like oh my god i'm about to serve the match but your, your attention is not necessary it's like it's just this next hit here 
this next serve here. So again, I, I think it's a cumulative thing of like listening to a lot of you know audiobooks and 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 podcasts and stuff like that, and just sort of like ruminating over those things that you you listen that make sense to you, um, and then again allowing. I guess I don't. I think a lot of people want to want the guidelines to, to how they're gonna get to that mental state or whatever. Um, but but it's for me is like listen, process all those things from different podcasts or from different books or whatever, and then try to find your own your own way of implementing those things that will help you. I think some people sometimes don't don't try try on error stuff like oh I'm gonna try this today and and we'll see what happens uh with mental mental stuff so but for me that would that's kind of like an advice that I'd, I'd I'd give people it's like try to try to be a, just a little bit more empathetic with with yourself like again like if you're in third person coaching yourself and you're watching you're like hey that was a good point like maybe you could have gone cross court on that shot instead of going line on that last one but up until then you're making good decisions let's do that again you know it's like i think it's a good way to just kind of you know allow push your allow yourself to play good tennis versus fighting it to play good tennis you know i think it's really good advice i think it's also important like uh i, I listen to a lot of podcasts like chris willex the the modern wisdom and stuff like that as well if there's anything yeah. interesting there and then you pick nuggets but maybe in tennis i don't know if you do this but do you do like kind of like match journaling or do you write down what happened in this match uh, what what were the key points? Like something afterwards, where you can actually. I mean, you're v videotaping it, maybe. So that is. I, I I was gonna say I, I make YouTube videos. I <laughs> I think that's that's kind of good enough. <laughs> what's been my thing? Because like you know, you obviously, you know, for some of my 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 matches recently, or even matches last year that I posted, I I have to write a script, right? Like I'm gonna write down my thoughts. My I'm gonna try to structure the video, and I think that in itself, it's my journal like I, I i tried a journal before and it, for whatever reason like it doesn't really totally do did it for me and i think the 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 youtube part of it because like a lot of it for example i'll be playing well and i'm like oh i'm doing this and on my forehand for example and i think it's helping me and i think it will help people and then i'll go and make a, a lesson that in itself, it's like my journal, right? Like it's gonna be really imprinted in my mind because I, I wrote down the script. I, you know, had to shoot, edit the whole thing. So <laughs> that entire process of making that video really ingrains in my head those concepts and ideas. Um, so for me, that that works. Um, but I do think for a lot of people, journaling is is especially you know pre match, post match. Um, it, it's a really important tool, um, and I, I I definitely advise people to to do so but you know just also like you're listening to something you got that little nugget of knowledge that made a total sense for you because a lot of you know chris williams was like his some of his his the people that go there like you're not it's not for tennis right like it's no. for different life things right but they, they're all like, applicable to tennis in a lot of ways so um i think i think that's kind of the the key part of it it's like oh like yes this this can work you know maybe they're talking about business or whatever it is but that that will work in tennis as well like that if i'm thinking about that stuff so um again it, it's, uh, it's an old guy thing now <laughs> maybe you're not doing that so much when you're in your 20s and you're having you know early 20s having a good time and 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 so it just comes from experience and 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 
and again, I think for me, figuring out a lot of my life when I was off the tour and then now just being back on tour with a bit more clarity helps a little bit. You know, it was, it was the, the timeline that I needed. Uh, I wish I maybe gotten to that timeline earlier so I had more time, but, you know, we're here now and it is what it is. I think that's a good mindset to have. Like you can't really turn back time. I think you're you're in a place where you are supposed to be, right? Generally, that's yeah. my philosophy. You know, if you start to think of the past, then it's like you can't control the past. So let yeah, it go. Yeah, kind of. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's like yes, I mean, some of my peers, you know, you know, team at the time is like, man, this guy's crushing it. I'm out here, like, you know, playing college. Should I be doing this? You you question yourself because of other people's timelines, but but the truth is, like, you're just not going to be able to do anything about it. It's just, you just day by day, one step at a time and you get to where you need to get, you know, naturally. Yeah. You have your own journey, right? Like it's your journey. It's not someone else's. Like it's, it's, I think in sports, it gets hard or in business as well, maybe because it's so easy to compare. Like you said, it's similar ages. We went to the same college. We went to did this, why he's so successful or she's so successful. And then you start comparing, which is one of the worst things in life to do is to compare with Mm -hmm. another human who has a completely different set of challenges and opportunities than you have. Right. So it's pointless comparison, really. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, I sometimes get a little frustrated because I'm like, you know, I look at guys, you know, that maybe I think like I'd have a chance to be eating and I'm like, you know, this is American kid, for example, like, they're getting a crap load of wild cards, right? Like I look at the draw and I'm like, who's this guy that got a wild card? He's like 900 in the world. Like, goddamn, you know what I mean? It's like, but I, you know, I'm Brazilian. We don't have that many events there. We have events there mostly on clay. No one really knows. No one really cares who, about who I am there. So they're not going to give me any wild cards for anything. And that frustrates me sometimes. Like maybe if I could get a few you know challengers in a row maybe i could do do well and maybe establish myself there but i know i have to go through this grindy process of getting through the futures and getting through the challengers and that's what's just going to be you know if anyone's listening and you have any pool you know to get me a wild card into a bigger event like let me know <laughs> you can email me but i'm i'm fine you know with the the time you know i'm accepting the timeline that i have versus you know and the opportunities that I get versus maybe getting a bit too frustrated with some of the lack of opportunity that, you know, you know, I, I love Chris, Chris Eubanks, like he's a great guy, mm. basically got a challenger wild cards the moment he left college and just played challengers. You know, he's never won a future, not, not one future. I know yeah, that. He's never won a future uh, he, because he basically only played, played, you know, challengers from, from the get go. You know what I mean? Got, I remember. I can't even remember that that year how many wild cards it was. You know that 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 helps a little bit, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, of course. You can't you can't say it doesn't help if you don't have to get through, you know, the the grind of the maybe the future tour or, or or something like that. So, you know, and it allows yourself to play at that level more often, get used to the level, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, there's that's just you know deservedly so he he got those a lot of the wild cards and did well in a lot of them but you know for, for a lot of people that don't don't really get that opportunity and and so you have to you know grind it a little bit more yeah it's uh it's it, life is unfair right so it's, it's a tricky you have to kind of just accept where you are and go from there and uh, do yeah. you think like talking about that like felix um he had a wild card to um koblenz now to play challenger mm-hmm. I uh, lost uh, with uh, Klisan, I think. Martin Klisan was a good player a while ago. Maybe he's still good. I don't oh, yeah, know. he was unreal. He could hammer that ball, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's played some amazing matches, and and he he was a bit up and down. Like I, a guy I know, he beat him in a challenger, but then the next like months he beat some top ten player or whatever it was. I yeah. don't remember, but it's like he was very much up and down. He's very much up and down. 
but maybe pulling the YouTube card at some point, do you think that can give you a little bit more like wild cards or like, hey, you know, yo, you're famous from a YouTube channel, right? So this yeah. give you some pull, right? I will definitely like reach out to, to some people or like even, you know, post a line and see like, hey, like, do you have any, you know, if you have a good tournament in your town that, you know, it could be a challenge like that, like, right? Like it's a great challenger that probably a small town and maybe they want to help like promote it. Like I'm, I'm open to it if someone wants to, Again, reach out. I had someone reach out trying to get me a wild card to Vienna, qualies. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's gonna work out in a five hundred. Um, but if you have something, you know, if you have something, you know, on a challenger, on a, on a different event like that, like I would totally take it, of course, and 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 use that card. But um, again, I'm not, not really something I'm thinking about. I'm just like I'm playing the tournaments I'm playing, and and we're riding that. And if the opportunity presents itself, great. If it doesn't, I'm not, you know, going to stress over it, you know? Yeah, I know some uh, some tournament directors. I will, I'll start asking around a little bit. Yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, some tournament guys, you know? Like, you know <laughs> some, I'll, play, I'll play a couple of events up there in, in you know, in Europe. It will be fun. I, I think there should be... Um, I think it's also good for the. I mean, I, I I know that for some players this might be like you know offensive or annoying. Like, oh yeah, here's YouTubers uh, coming through. Whether it's Jules Marie, it's you, or it's Felix, or whatever. Uh, all good players, obviously, but uh, getting a little bit of extra help thanks to the the channel. But if I ran an ATP tournament or a Challenger tournament, I would look for ways. I mean, I've been to uh, tournaments where you see very very little audience and you have very little buzz and the marketing has not been done and and they haven't done anything, you know, really properly, I would say, to kind of push this event. And to yeah. bring someone there with a big audience and then live stream matches through YouTube or find yeah. a way of, of making this more engaging uh, through this influencer or these influencers, whatever, you know, I think it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, that's that's how we grow the sport. Like, we have to use the modern channels. We cannot just, you know, expect everyone to turn on Eurosport or the tennis channel where they show pickleball these days. Uh, or some like tennis TV. I mean, you have a chance to reach a new audience. Use the guys that are a little bit in that kind of forum already. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think like definitely the, you know, I don't know how much of a, you know, moving the needle we would have on a, on a challenger, but like I get, I get sometimes comments, Hey, are you going to play? Like I have a challenger in my, my city. Like, are you going to play this or are you going to play that? And I'm like, I, you know, I would. I mean, I, I don't know ranking. Someone was like, "Are you going to play the Houston Open?" I'm like, "No, I don't, have, I don't have the ranking for it." But if they, you know, if you know anyone that you know could offer me a wild card for the qualies, um, I'd gladly take it. I think, like, we, you know, if you're like, "Hey, like, it's a, it's a," it, I don't know, because it can be like really a trade. But if it was a bit of a trade, right, like a quid pro quo, like, "Hey, like, you, you come play, make content, great," you know, like talk about the tournament, be an easy thing to do. Um, I think it's an easy way to grow the sport. There's not that many of us doing right besides Simon, Jules, uh, the Gladiator Eater guys, I think Felix. Um, it's not that many dudes doing it, but um, I think I think if we will start like in a weird way, like maybe getting more guys to do it, just because you know they're seeing that we're getting a little bit of a, you know success doing that, um, and. And, but I, th I think the opportunities will present themselves. I think it, 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 things are a bit, you know, with this this player content creators, like guys that are actually on tour, um, it, it's a new thing and we might start seeing a little bit more of it. And then I think then from there, 
that could, you know, it could expand and people might start be like, oh, I can, you know, that, that might make sense to bring, you know, let's bring all three of them to a tournament and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, so we're all at kind of like different levels. Like Jules is playing more, mostly challengers, 200 in the world. Like I'm, I'm in the futures, timing is in the futures and doing like really well in doubles, probably moving into challengers in doubles pretty soon. So, um, we're all kind of like, you know, in our own lane, but, um, some in in a way supporting each other too um with the growth if you know any of them grow grows we grow and and, and so um it's a good thing to have again i'm not too worried about it because i just feel like tennis unfortunately like a lot of people that run tennis a little bit outdated in the way they they, they think about the promotion of the sport but um maybe 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 we can make a little bit of a change um as we continue to grow there should be some generational shift, I guess, at some point. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, some people, I mean, I know Tim Dillon talks about this a lot, like the boomers, you know, the boomer generation blocking everyone, like, you know, 80-year-olds <laughs> running for president and, and whatnot. You know, there's like EU parliament, like just full of people that don't want to retire, you know, that should be retired yeah. and already, you know, maybe not mental capacity. And I'm a big fan for experience and, and uh, older people being around, but sometimes they also block, you know, the access for younger generations to come in, you know? So I think we need some fresh thinking uh, and hopefully with the social media, with people like you, Simon, and, and these guys like to just bring a little bit of, of spotlight to how tennis could be done, you, you know, and in the modern world without changing the rules, without doing anything. It's just about packaging yeah. and using modern channels to make the sport better. Exactly. You don't need to change like rules or best of five. That part of the tennis has to, to stay. You know what I mean? It's not like UTS is going to be the new, you know, tour. It's nice that it exists, but it's not going to be the, the tour that, as we know. Um, so, but if you can package it nicely to, to a more modern standard, you know, again, with, bringing the matches and 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 maybe helping guys that are creating some social media buzz getting to some events all that stuff it's it's it could make a big difference so we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll we'll, we'll be on that we'll trailblaze that and hopefully maybe maybe it won't work necessarily for for us but it might work for for a new generation of guys you know the guys yep. that are going to be doing vr content and you know i'm going to be the old guy you know making youtube videos that no one watches anymore and people are going to be in their apple whatever vision pro and just you know on the court somehow it's going to, it's going to have an interesting shift in content creation i feel coming did you try that vision pro i saw some I videos tried about it. It. i watched it a lot insane. of videos about it yeah it's insane like i mean as a first generation thing like i wouldn't buy it but if that's the first generation in a, in a few years like there, there are use cases for it that I, I find that, the, you know, even like they could sell a, you know, front row ticket to watch a, you know, Wimbledon final and you just sit at home in your Vision Pro watching the match like live in your Vision Pro, yeah. like, like being inside the, technically inside the stadium. I mean, I think in sport, VR, like AR, like augmented reality versus VR, right? Like augmented reality and sports, it's going to be like an interesting, like, thing. Not for yep. training, you know, I, I I saw there was like a, what, Sense Arena, whatever that does. Like, for, not, I don't think for training is going to be really a thing, but for enjoying tennis or enjoying, like I'd sit courtside in a Lakers game, but at home, you know, just in my VR, just enjoying the, the basketball game live. That'd be sick. So that would, that would definitely be something 
some transition. Yeah, that, that's that's one way to use it. Yeah, I, I saw a case in Neistat's uh, video. It was pretty cool when he's uh, around New York and using that. <laughs> it was a great video. <laughs> yeah, he has always an original take, you know, and, and it, yeah. it's kind of down to earth, which is nice to watch, right? Yeah, exactly. That he is like, I mean, this being a first gen product, but like blowing people's mind. It's it's kind of where you know where we want to be. So yeah. Anyways, I kind of have to get ready to some practice. I have one last question. Uh, yeah. Sorry, man. Um, no, so last good. question. You because this is uh, a lot of the people listening. Not all of them are racket nerds, and you changed racket from the V Core ninety five to the Percept hundred D. So let's end with that. How has mm -hmm. that affected your game, you feel? And has it been like a transition period to get into the new racket? Uh, there was a little bit of a transition just in terms of customization. Like, you know, I, I sort of balanced it the way, not balanced, but I put the weight in the same spots that I had it on the V-Core. Um, so I played a couple matches on that UTR event that I was like, ah, it's feeling a little bit heavier. It's, a, it's a obviously bigger head size, so it's not as maneuverable as, as the 95. So I was playing around with the weight a little bit by the end of that event, I, I had found like a good a good sort of base for it. Um, but in terms of how I'm adapting to it, it was kind of exactly what I I wanted from it. Like uh, how I imagined before, I was like, okay, the Vcore ninety five is a is a racket that you know it, it's great, but it does make you shape the ball a little bit more naturally. You want you wants you to shape the ball to 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 create maybe more curves and stuff. And I. With this one, it's like, I'm going to play straight. I'm going to play on a straight line. Not necessarily like the up and down of it, but like my direction. Like if I'm playing cross court, I'm playing straight into that cross, you know, and I'm, I'm, that was sort of the vision, the, the, the bigger head size to just give me a little bit more, more control when I'm taking the ball early. Um, and, and so the, the things that have affected that, that have had a, like an, an effect was like my returns is like so much better. It my it's crazy how much better I'm like returning. I've always been a good returner, but but now I'm like I mean I'm stepping inside the baseline. I don't I don't worry if that ball is gonna fly on me. I'm just I'm blocking returns like with pace and and just really trusting my returns and that has given me a lot of freedom, um you know and the rest of the game. Uh, even I, I was playing with Marcos a few a few days ago before he left to Dallas and we hadn't played since I switched really like played like just sets. And he's like, yeah, man, like the it's crazy how much better you're returning with this this racket. Like I can feel so much more pressure off your returns now than than before. So the return has been a great thing. Um, and in general, I'm like, I'm really enjoying it. it it's kind of brought me back to certain certain shots that maybe I, I had gone away a little bit with the 95. Um, my back and down the line, I, I trust a bit more with this racket. Um, so that that kind of has opened up like the, the match. The, the the court a little bit more for me. I always had a good back in line, but I think again with the V core ninety five, it, it felt like the ball was always always too bendy. Where now I can just like I, I always feel like a straight line, you know, like when I'm hitting it, um, and then just kind of allows me to you know play jokingly, but like playing that like sort of you know Walmart Agassi style, taking the ball early, uh, you know, trying to keep that pressure on, um, still still adapting to certain areas of it like i think the volleys i'm still kind of figuring it out a little bit more um the slice a little bit but in general um i think he has it has um made what i'm what i'm good at like better you know and certain things i have to still figure it out a little bit but the things that i'm good at 
um, I'm really trusting. So it was a weird change. Um, you know, I don't think people, I didn't expect it really, but, um, I'm like, I'm like really stoked about it. I think it was the right, it was the right move for now playing a full season and, 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 you know, trying to play a certain way. Yeah. Hundred percent. I actually thought about this type of racket for you before uh, when I saw you with the V Core ninety five. You know, yeah. Uh, because it's it's the, like all the V cores are spinning rackets, and they like you say very aptly. It's like it wants to shape the ball. You need to shape the mm -hmm. ball all the time, otherwise the ball's gonna sail on you. While you're mm -hmm. a Walmart Agassi, you know, I, you're kind of like I can. I'm saying that in in the best way, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's really good touch and feel and timing with the ball and taking it early and, and using the pace and the direction. So I think it makes a lot more sense for you to have a slightly bigger sweet spot, but still a denser pattern. So you can actually yes. direct confidence, you know. Exactly. That close. dense pattern. Because it's a, it's a bigger head size. is that denser 18, 19. But because it's a bigger head size, it, it's not like it's too tight, right? It doesn't feel like an 18, 20, like really tight thing. It does feel like I can still get under the ball and get, get some shape on it. It's not like I'm playing like super flat. Um, but in those moments where I just like, I'm, just like you know if it's a return that you're just blocking or if you're if you're almost like side swiping the ball a little bit to like kind of you know keep it low and whatnot like my my goal is to keep the ball fairly low right i don't want you hitting from up here i want you hitting low and lifting and i'm the one like moving forward so that that you know it, it sort of reminds me a little bit when i was playing with the speed you know like that's kind of what i played for a little bit i really like that racket but um, it was 1820. It was a longer racket as well. So this is sort of like, it's a perfect combination of like Ionics that I love. And I, I always like the speed. I think it's a modern racket for sure. So that combination of like being like a Ionics feel racket and shape racket, but um, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more modern for, for what I need versus maybe the 95 can be a bit, again, you're going to play a little bit too shapey with it and, and, and maybe handsy with it where the 95 with the 100 i can just like the power is coming from like my the middle of my body right like i'm punching the ball i'm not like shaping the ball i'm freaking punching it um on both sides so that's that's kind of the feeling i want to get and, and that that record allows me to do that so i highly recommend it to, to a lot of people i think it's a kind of like a racket that maybe not not a lot of people are thinking about they, they usually go for the 97s but this is a really great frame, man. It's a, it's it's really solid. I agree. Not sponsored. Yeah. They they gave they give me free stuff. A lot of people think I just like that. Yonex is paying me a lot of money to to do good press for them. They don't like. I just like their products. I I I've played with Yonex for so long that once you're used to that shape, it's very difficult to to get out of it. Um, and you know, you, their their rackets off off the rack are you know well-balanced and, and, you know, they don't have the quality, pro no quality problems like a lot of other frames. So um, I think if you're in the market for a racket, that's a good one to try out. hundred percent agree. Really like that one. And I think Yonex, they, they do make great products. We know that. Well, yeah. Thanks man a lot. Uh, I wish you all the best in your tour. I, at any point you want to, you know, connect and update on what's happening in your life and your channel and your your pro life, uh, we do that. Uh, always fun to talk to you. You're a very knowledgeable guy. You're also very open and honest and transparent, which I think a lot of uh, the people who are listening to this really enjoy, right? Because you're you you know let's let's keep it honest and and uh, yeah. and fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll, I'm sure we'll chat pretty soon. Hopefully, yeah. You yeah. Know, if I get one more title, I'll come back. <laughs> you will for sure. You will for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah. Karu. All right. See you.